Please join with me as we bow our heads for prayer. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, as this season of Epiphany begins to draw to a close, help us to be ever mindful that the light of Jesus Christ, your Son whom you sent into this world, continues to shine brightly. And we pray that you would help us to bear that light in our lives, in our world today, that others may see and know the hope that we have, that others, like us, might be renewed and refreshed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray. In his name, amen. Isaiah begins with the words, Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? He takes us back to the very beginning, to creation. It's so important for us to understand that God has been intimately involved and active in his creation since the beginning. Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth? Isn't it interesting that so many today think that people long ago believed that the earth was flat? And yet here in Isaiah, he calls it the circle. God granted his words to Isaiah, to Moses, to so many others who wrote his word in all of its specific details. And they remind us of the validity of his word and how important it is and how good it is for us in season and out of season. It's a word that calls us to our knees for repentance in our times of, of sin and separation from God. It calls us to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord to be mindful that that he will lift us up in forgiveness and renew us and strengthen us. It's he who sits above the circle of the earth, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. The plants, scarcely are they planted, scarcely are they sown, and scarcely has their, their stem taken root in the earth. And when he blows on them, they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. And then comes that, that pointed question. 
To whom then will you compare me? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? Who brings out their hosts by number, calling them by name? A name for every one of the stars. A name for, for all of the birds in the air and the sparrows in the trees. A God who knows the very number of hairs on our head. From the least to the greatest. He calls us by name, and he knows us. Sometimes in our lives, we may doubt the existence of God. We may question what he's doing in our lives, or if he's even involved in our lives. The children of Israel were, were no different. Someone once described these last verses of our Old Testament reading today as the doubtful people in the hands of a faithful God. And that's so important. Because our God is faithful to us. And he never forgets us in whatever situation we're in, wherever we find ourselves. Not only does he know us and know where we're at, but he's there with us. And he invites us to lean on him, to put our hope in him, and find our strength in him. For as Isaiah says elsewhere, that we are like grass. When the wind blows, we can wither and fade. But the word of the Lord stands forever. In fact, he says that in these verses, the Lord is our everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth. He's not going away. And he's not leaving us. Or forsaking us. He is from everlasting to everlasting. Our God. There are times in our lives however. When we might say. My way is hidden from the Lord. My right is disregarded by my God. There are times when. Isaiah echoes what we feel. We're faint and weary and worn out. We struggle to run the race that is before us, and St. Paul alludes to that race in our gospel lesson today. We run and we run, and we grow weary. Now, I know it's very difficult for all of you to believe, looking at 
this current physique that I have. But I used to run every day. And I used to run cross country. And I can remember a few races because in my day when we ran cross country, it was not in circles on a track. It was the proverbial over the river and through the woods. And we ran. And in those days, we ran hard. We'd run through the streams and get our feet wet. We'd run on the muddy paths and the rocky paths and over the hills. And at some point, you'd pass a few runners who were looking like that. And I remember saying the prayers, Oh Lord, help me not to look like that. Help me to finish the race. And our coach, and I've shared his name with you before, he was a great coach. His first name was Morris, and so we called him Mercury Morris. But he was short, and, and he'd always train us. And again, no offense to anybody, but he'd, he'd follow us in his Mercury station wagon, an old one, with the windows rolled down and a bullhorn out the window, pick up the pace, ladies. And he wasn't talking to the girls because this was an all-boys team. And he didn't want to be embarrassed, and so you ran, and you ran hard, and then he expected at the last section of the race for you to kick it into that next gear and to run ever harder so that you can cross the finish line in a great burst of speed. Now I was going to show him one time how good at that I was. The only problem is, I started my kick, as we called it, just a bit too early. And about 30 yards short of the finish line, I fell down and collapsed. And I was on my hands and knees trying to catch my breath so I could finish. I was never so embarrassed in my life. And yet life is like that. We want to be strong. We want to run the race. We want to win the prize of that, that wreath that goes around our head. We don't want to be embarrassed or ashamed. And yet in our weakness, and sometimes in our own pride, in our own arrogance, we fall short. That's what Paul's talking about. We fall short of the glory of God, and no one is righteous, not even one. 
We fall to our knees and we gasp for air and we wonder how we're going to make it to the finish line of life. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. To wait upon the Lord is to to throw ourselves into his hands, his arms, and to be reminded that we are too small to do the things that he calls us to do. We are too small to do them without him. And we're too weak to make it to the finish line apart from him. To surrender ourselves into the arms of God is to be mindful of the fact that that we can't do it by ourselves. We need Christ and we need him crucified. We need the waters of baptism poured out upon us and the promises renewed each and every day. For apart from him we can do nothing. But with him all things are possible. Nothing is impossible through him who made all things, who numbers the skies and the hairs on our head. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. That's the good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ that gives us strength and renews us each and every day. And it's a strength that we should live in the face of the world around us. So they go, I don't understand where you're getting this from. How can you face these things? How can you go through it? Aren't you tired and weary? Aren't you exhausted and worn out? Don't you just want to give up? My honest answer is, yeah. I do. But Christ, who is in me, gives me a peace that passes all of my understanding. He gives me a strength that's beyond my strength and a hope that sees beyond the horizon. He renews me each day and reminds me that I am his and that I belong to him because he paid for my life with the blood of Jesus Christ 
He renews me with his strength and with his power. And he enables me to live with the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that when I am on my hands and my knees and I can't make it to the finish line that he reminds us I don't have to be ashamed. Because I'm like every other human being without him. But with him, I have the power of God unto salvation. I don't need to be ashamed in my life of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't have to hide because I'm a Christian. And when I fall down short of the finish line, I know he's going to give me the strength and pick me up and carry me until I'm ready to be set on my own two feet. And then he still doesn't leave. He walks beside me. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only to have it in my heart, but to live it and to share it. To be renewed is to be renewed in Christ and strengthened in him. And to hear the call to live not for ourselves, but for him who covered us with his blood and declared us holy and righteous. And to share that power, that authority that we talked about last week, to share that power and that authority with the world around us. Be renewed and be refreshed. Live in the gospel and preach the gospel in word and indeed, in Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.